Tales from Africa are wondrous and many. This week, we discuss the stories of some very interesting tribes that emerged from the continent. This, of course, is a continuation of our Tales from Africa. Other tribes are represented in episodes 16, 11, 7, and 3. There's also the ancient Egyptian creation myth that we covered in the 17th episode. Hi there, and welcome to Stories That Made Us. This week, we tell tales of the Ekoe, Fan, Fon, Fulani, and Basonge. The stories have been inspired by David A. Leeming's amazing book, Creation Myths of the World, an encyclopedia. We begin with the origin story of the Ekoe. The Ekoe is a common name that is given to a combination of southeastern Nigerian tribes. They live near the Efik people, whose tales of origin we covered in the 16th episode. Under the leadership of high priests called Ntuns, the Ekoe are best known for their ritualistic, many-faced, skin-covered masks. The Ekoe story contains a two-creator motif that is perhaps expressed in the multi-faced masks for which the tribe is famous. Keen listeners may also find the closeness in names between the Ekoi and Epic creators. This is their story of our origin. Before there was time or matter, there were two deities, Obasi Osao and Obasi Nsi. They are the creator gods who made everything out of their thought and will. After the deities created matter and mass, after they made the earth and sky, Obasi Osao decided to live in the sky. He became the father of the heavens, the giver of light and moisture, and the bringer of drought and storms. Obasi Nsi, meanwhile, chose to stay upon earth. He became the nourisher and nurturer of all life. One day, long ago, Obasi Osao, the sky god, decided to make a man and a woman. He then wondered where to place his creations and how their lives should be. I can create life, said Obasi Osao. But who would care for them? Who would teach them how to live? Obasi Nsi heard this and suggested that if the sky god were to create life, he would be happy to host them on earth. He would also be willing to provide the materials to help Obasi Osao build all his creation. Obasi Osao thus created the first man and woman from the clay of Obasi Nsi's earth. Now the first of our ancestors were simpletons, much like babies. They did not know about food or drink. Obasi Nsi came to be in charge of their well-being and taught them how to farm and hunt. He taught them how to build houses and fashion clothes. Obasi Osao, the sky god, 
meanwhile sent down water from his great blue cloak. It became the fresh water that flows down from mountains and into our lands. Our ancestors used this water to drink and fish. The people then learned to grow and eat the fruit of the palm tree. They were, however, getting sick. Obasi and Si then bestowed the gift of medicines and healing to humanity. He let our ancestors use the herbs and plants, all his creations, to fashion medicines. Finally, the gods wondered about our lifespans. They were worried that making humans immortal would make them lazy. They thought that humanity would become, over time, less grateful to the gods and less appreciative of the gifts given to them. The gods thus decided to make humans mortals. Obasi Nsi agreed to take us back into himself, into the earth, when we die. We are all created by the elements of the earth and return to the soil upon death. But even though the gods have decided to make us mortals and have given us sickness and disease, they have treated us well, giving us all the means to live a prosperous and happy life. That ends the Ekoi tale. The next story is of the Fan. The Bantu-speaking Fan inhabit parts of what are now Gabon, Cameroon, and Equatorial Guinea. Their creation myth is a story of human origin. It speaks of an element of evil that is inherent in the world. The Fan creation myth emphasizes the fall of Fam, a creature that represents original mankind. Evil was so incorrigible and deep-rooted in Fam that the deities had to create a new Fam who would become the ancestor of present humans. Their story possesses an element of the flood myth where the god destroys the old creation with thunder and lightning. Interestingly, the myth purports the idea that the world has inherent evil evil that is in the old and original fam. It also speaks about the potential spiritual power in the existence of the soul. This is their story. The world existed solely in the thoughts of Nzame, the formless deity devoid of causation and above the laws of the universe. Nzame manifested itself into the material world by turning itself into three parts. These parts came to be known as Nzame, Mebere, and Nkawa. When we speak of Nzame from now onwards, we shall talk of the latter deity, for the formless Nzame lives as the primordial and timeless deity who does not participate in the creation, or indeed, any functions of the universe. Now, Nzame, one of the trinity, first created the universe and the earth. He laid down the universal laws that govern all existence and time. He made the earth to sustain life 
and upon creating all matter, breathed life into the cosmos. It is his breath that makes up all the air and atmosphere. Now after the deity created life, he called Mebere and Nkawa to see his work. He showed them around the earth and the universe, taking them to all quadrants of the cosmos. How do you like it? Nzame then asked the two deities. Do I need to make anything more? Tell me of your thoughts and do not be shy. The two deities thought upon the words of Nzame for an eternity. They then returned to Nzame with the suggestion. The earth and indeed all life needs a chief. It would be one who would not only lord over the rest of the creation, but would also ensure their well-being and prosperity. Nzame liked the proposal. He made the elephant, the leopard and the monkey. They became the joint chiefs of all living beings. Unfortunately, as time went by, Nzame became dissatisfied with the three chiefs. The animals did not possess the mental faculties to direct other life forms. Moreover, the three were preoccupied with their own lives and did not spare a thought for others. Finally, the elephant, the monkey and the leopard were too simple to understand the magnanimity and the power of the gods. They did not worship the gods nor expressed their gratitude for having been made the leaders of all. So, Nzame, Mebere and Nkawa together decided to make a creature that looked like them. This new creature took strength from Nzame. It was bestowed the gift of leadership from Mebere and finally beauty from Nkawa. The deities Pleased with their work, named the creature Pham or Power and ordered him to take charge of the world. Satisfied with Pham and happy to let life prosper under his charge, the three gods returned to the place above the world. There they rested and observed their creation from far above. Now for a long time, everything went well and there was prosperity all around. For a while, the first chiefs, the elephant, the leopard and the monkey, all obeyed Pham. Pham was a good ruler and took care of all. But eventually, power corrupts. Pham grew arrogant and indignant. He began to be cruel to the animals, even the original chiefs. The hapless animals had no choice but to suffer under fam, for that was ordained to be the way of the world. Fam, however, mistook animals' silent suffering as willful subservience. With time, he grew vain and proud. He eventually decided to stop worshipping the trinity of gods. Let the deities rule heaven, where they are. The earth belongs to me, he sang aloud. When Nzame heard the song, he was 
furious. The agitated deity called Mebere and Nkawa and said, Who dares sing that blasphemous song? Nzame shouted, Look for the profane and impious creature and report to me, he said angrily. Mebere went to farm to inquire about the song, but the god was rebuffed nonchalantly. Try looking for him, said farm. Why not let me know if you find him? I may reward the creature for telling the truth, he said mockingly. Mebere, of course, was not amused. He went back to Nzame and reported on Fram's impudence and arrogance. Now enraged, Nzame brought down thunder and lightning, vowing to destroy everything in the world. Unfortunately, the deity had promised Fam immortality to secure his rule and domination over all creation, and Nzame was always true to his word. Thus, while the world was ended in a grand deluge that left destruction and devastation behind, Nzame could only banish Fam. They took away his authority to rule and made him an outcast to the world. Fam, unfortunately, is still around to date. He is the one who creates troubles and deals with vices that corrupts the world. Meanwhile, upon the earth, when the water had subsided, the three deities decided to do something with the barren land that was left behind. They first applied a new layer of soil to it and planted a seed. When the first tree sprouted, Nzame caused it to spread its seeds and thus make new trees. Soon enough, the world was full of forests. When the leaves from these trees fell into the water, they were magically turned into fish. The leaves that fell on earth, meanwhile, were turned to animals. This is how the world as we know it came to be. Now the old earth still exists below the topsoil. It has now turned black and is known as coal. Coal burns in fire because it is the fuel that was created from the fossils of those that inhabited the world during farm's reign. Nzame then decided to make a new farm. But the deity was now aware of the fallibility of this creature. He was wary of the new farm trying to usurp his rule like the previous one. Nzame thus decided to make the new farm experience death. He thus created Sekume. Sekume is the ancestor to us all. In the beginning, Sekume was lonely and asked Nzame for companionship. The god acquiesced to this request and made the first woman Mbongwe from a tree. The two are the first ancestors of all mankind. They were granted a body and a soul. The soul gives life to the body in its shadow. When the body dies, the soul does not die. It resides in the tiny spot in the middle of the eye. This spot 
is like the star in the heavens or the fire in the earth. Sekume and Mbongwe had many children. Nzame told them of the old farm, so our ancestors were always wary of him. In due course of time, the old fam became the devil and began living in the underground. He became the embodiment of evil and would turn any who heeded him into an angry, vicious and jealous man. Fam lurks around, trying to conscript people to his evil army. This is why people tell their children to be careful of what they say in case Pham is listening and may recruit them to carry out misdeeds and evil. That ends the creation myth of the fan. We now move on to a short tale from the Fawn. The Fawn is a large West African group of peoples living in Benin, Southwest Nigeria and Togo. Their short creation myth, which exists in various forms, features a moon goddess. The Fon is a patrilineal people whose creation myth is dominated by apparently female forces. In all likelihood, this arises from the obvious creative power of women as birth givers. Of interest too is the presence of a positive force in the body of a serpent. This is their tale of our origin. The creator of the universe, the world and all creatures is Mawu, the moon, the mother of all gods and people. Mawu itself is two beings. Mawu or the moon in the sky, and Mawu Lisa, the moon and sun, who is both male and female. Some say that it is Lisa, the divine male, the sun god, who began creation, that he came down to earth to create. Others say that an original primordial deity, Nana Baluku, gave birth to both Mawu and Lisa. Nobody knows for sure, but the one thing that we do know is Mawu, the moon goddess, lives in the west and Lisa, the sun god, lives in the east. We also know that during eclipses is when the two deities come together and meet and make love. Now Mawu is the mother creator. She created everything. She and Lisa ride on the back of the serpent Ido Uedo. This serpent is the principal motion that keeps the moon and the sun moving. After Mavu created the earth, she asked Ido Uedo to coil himself around the earth. This is why the round earth is stable and does not turn to one side or fall. Keeping the earth stable, however, is an incredibly tough task. Mawu surrounded the serpent with water to both keep the serpent cool and to take some weight off the earth as it floats on the great, eternal and endless sea. Earthquakes happen 
when the snake tries to shift its weight to get comfortable. Finally, one day it is said that the serpent will get too tired of holding up the earth. It will eventually let go and all the people will topple. All creation will come to an end as the earth would eventually splash and fall into the sea. The next story is of the Fulani. These people are a nomadic tribe of West Africa, particularly Mali, and are deeply Islamic. Any pre-Islamic myths, such as this tale, are told as folk legends. Their creation story is a domino myth meant to describe the origin of death and a means of overcoming death through the High God's gift of a Redeemer, a theme that perhaps suggests Christian influence, where the Redeemer is perhaps akin to Christ. The world was created from a drop of milk. In the beginning, there was a huge drop of milk. The god Dundari was first formed and came out of the drop. He first made stone. From stone came iron, and from iron came fire. Now it is the fire that gave birth to water, and water made air. This is how all the building blocks of the world came to be. Dundari then came down to earth and made a man. He gave mankind the authority to lord over all things. As time went by, man, however, became arrogant. Dundari, to reign in humanity, created blindness. He thought that blindness would humble the man. Blindness, however, having conquered mankind, became arrogant. So God created sleep to defeat blindness. Eventually, sleep got out of hand and God then created worry to disturb sleep. When worry became too strong, God made death. Later, when death became arrogant, Dundari, the first deity and creator God, created Gueno, the Holy One. Gueno is the only one who overcame death. He guides mankind now, helping us to be noble and good, for it is only the good and the noble who can overcome death. The final story of the episode is the tale of the Basonge. The Basonge are a Bantu tribe of Southeast Congo region and they tell a creation myth that features, like so many other myths of Africa, the theme of enmity between two creators. Fidi Mukulu and his eldest son Nkole quarreled one day. I have created everything, Nkole said, to which Fidi Mukulu replied, No, I have created everything. Nkole then said, No, I can make and create everything, so I have created it all. Fidium Kulu, exasperated, 
finally said, All right, then go down and rule over the human beings. So, Nkole came down from heaven and became a great chief among humans. He guided them to prosperity, but he could not stop mankind from falling ill. He just could not help. Humanity suffered, but Nkole could not help. The human being said, Take our pains away. Nkole could not help. The humans thus died, and while dying they said, Take our pains away. But Nkole could not help. He thus returned to heaven, defeated and unhappy. Human beings went to Fidium Kulu and said, You must again be our chief. Fidium Kulu then cured some, and others he helped to die quickly. People then said to Fidium Kulu, You are the true chief and remain our leader. Now Nkole was the elder son of Fidi Mkulu. As long as he was good, he had the name of Mwile. But when he saw that his father succeeded in helping humanity, where he failed, he became bad. He got the name of Nkole Mfule. He is the cause of all evil. Another creation myth of the Basonge tribe tells the tale of Colombo Muifangi or Colombo. This story is mainly a contest between two deities. Creation itself is incidental. It was merely brought about as a show of strength. Colombo was the one who made himself. Mwile, the highest god of his tribe, and the son of Fidium Kulu once said to his followers, People always talk about Colombo Muifangi. I would like to see Colombo. So the people went to Colombo and said, Mwile wishes to see you. Colombo said, I will come. Colombo then called all his animals and went on a long, long journey. He went to Mwile. When he arrived, Mwile asked, Who are you? And Colombo said, I am Colombo Muifangi, the one who made himself. Mwile replied, That is not true, for I have made everything. If you claim to have made everything, can you do this? Mwile took some earth and spat on it till it was moist and turned it as you do to make a pot. He then formed a human being and put it on earth, and it was a living human being. Colombo saw this and also took earth. He also spat on it till it was moist. He turned it and formed it into a human being as well and also put it on the earth. It was a living human being too. Mwile then said, Make your human being speak. Colombo in turn replied, Make your speak first. And that continued three times. 
They quarreled as to who should make his human being speak. Mwele finally said to his human being, Speak! And the man spoke. Colombo, seeing this, commanded his man to speak, but the man could only move his lips. He did not speak. Mwele, seeing this as a sign of victory, then said, I am going to destroy my man. He put his hand over the man, and the man was dead. Mwele said, Now you destroy your man. And Colombo Muifangi put his hand over his man, and the man of Colombo was dead too. So Mwele then said, I see that you can do this, but now go to this house and shut the door. I will burn down the house and then we shall see who you are. Because I can create everything, I can also destroy it all. Thus if you die, you are destroyed by me, and so you must have been created by me. Colombo went with his followers into the house and said to two animals, Make a hole through the earth back to my village. And to a bird which he had taken with him, he said, Lay your eggs on the floor before we leave by this tunnel. So he and his retinue secretly left the burning building through the earth. And the eggs, when they burned, exploded, making a loud screeching noise. Mwille, who was listening outside, said, Well, that is good. Now Colombo is burnt down. The house was burnt down completely. Mwille went to the ashes and looked for the bones of Colombo, but was unable to find any. A man then came and said, Colombo has escaped. That concludes this episode on the many tales from Africa. Please leave a feedback and a rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and Instagram. So join us by checking out the handle at stories thtmdeus for both of those apps. Email us at info dot stories that made us at gmail.com with your feedback, questions, or just to say hello. Thank you for listening to us. We'll be back again next week. Until then, it's goodbye.